Hey everyone, welcome to episode 43 of the PC World Show. This is your home for tough talk about the most interesting tech topics of the week. And we're shooting this show live on May 3rd. And uh, we got some executive editors in the house. Uh, I'll start with Melissa Riafrio from PC World. Hi. Melissa, hello. And Jason Cross from Greenbutt. Hello. What's up, Jason? And I'm John Phillips, the editor-in-chief of both those websites. Uh, we got Adam uh, manning the board, and he's going to be fielding questions from Hi our there. live... Hey, Adam. He'll be fielding questions from our live YouTube and Facebook audiences. Uh, okay, so yesterday was a big day for Microsoft. We learned about the Surface Laptop and Windows 10 S. I think both are a bit controversial in uh, the office, at least among these two. Uh so we'll talk about those, and then uh, we're going to get into the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus. Uh, I've been using it. Jason's been using it. Adam's been using it. Melissa, have you? You have not been using nope. it. Okay. Melissa's the only one, but she still has opinions about it, I'm sure. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to talk about that. And then finally, I have a right or wrong question that regards uh, Twitter's latest forays or announcements of latest forays into video. So that'll be the right or wrong to close the show. Uh, but for now, let's start with the Surface Laptop. So Melissa, both, well, probably everyone here were, was listening yeah. or watching the live stream. Uh, but okay, so it's Microsoft's uh, new laptop. It seems really high end, but maybe it's not. Where, what is it? Is it, it's no Surface Book, but it's better than the SP4. What is it? I think the best way to describe it would be as a MacBook Air competitor. It's a very slender laptop, not the biggest or most powerful thing you're going to get. But for people who love portability and looks, it's a really nice looking, very light, fairly lightweight, I should say, Windows laptop with this Alcantara fabric that is on cars too. Like dashboards or yeah, steering wheels. Yeah, dashboards. And actually, yeah. I think John and I both commented when we saw that. It's like, isn't that kind of hard to clean? Like, that's you're hauling this thing around and using it constantly. I just can't even think of it. I want to run it through the dishwasher, but I'm pretty sure you can't yeah, do that. I had an Alcantara right. steering wheel, and it does get dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of gross. Isn't but, that the, it's the same stuff they have on the, the type cover, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, the premium the, version. The, the premium the, version. There, You yeah, can get right. one that's more of typical vinyl-y thing. But the main part, the uh, uh, idea of behind the Surface laptop is to make this sleek, um, somewhat high-performance laptop that people will love, like the MacBook Air. And they better love it because it starts at $999. For the Core i5. <laughs> For the Core i5 with 4 gigabytes of RAM and, you know, a, not a very big uh, SSD. And so if you want, like, more RAM, more storage, or a Core i7, you're going up to $1,500. Bucks at $1, yeah. So they, they already announced the... Core i7. Well, pricing? if you go onto Microsoft's ah, site, which okay. is where I am right now, um, if you want to go up to eight gigs and the two fifty six gig SSD on the Core i five, it's twelve ninety nine. And when you go up to the Core i seven, you start at fifteen ninety nine, and that's for eight gigs and two fifty six. And if you want sixteen gigabytes, it's going to be twenty one ninety nine. But okay, but okay. So there's a couple things I want to wow, yeah. talk to you guys about. Yes. It's the this idea of the. Perfect. I don't think they use the word compromise, but it's about striking the perfect compromise between portability and performance and battery life. Mm -hmm. uh, but also whether this is too expensive of a laptop, because this um, let, let's start with this, the second issue first. This really seems like 
compared to um, the Surface Book, this is Microsoft's challenge to all its OEM partners. Like, this is the way a laptop should be built. We're going to show you how it's done. Like, this is an action. This is, despite the high pricing that you just mentioned, it's still within the realm of affordability for a higher end laptop. Yes. So it's almost like a reference model for Windows 10 or Windows 10 S, but that's a different story. Yeah. And that's been Microsoft's role in the past. I mean, the Surface Book is also a really expensive machine, but has some really interesting design aspects and power aspects for vendors to look up to. And the same thing with the Surface Pro 4. Right. As a hybrid or convertible. Yeah. But this is a pure laptop. And so, Jason, um, off camera, it seems like you were you had some issues with this. Uh, with well, this my issue with it computer. is that it's 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 they're they're tying it in a way to Windows 10 S, which is supposed to be this operating system for education that um, or I should say educational institutions that you can only run Windows Store apps, and and you that means Bing is your default search engine forever. You can't change it. You can't change your default browser. You can't install a, a different browser. You can't install Photoshop or any of these other things, right? Um, and that just seems like there's a lot of benefits to that in terms of manageability and stuff. But that's that's sort of for K through 12 education. And this thing is not priced at all what K through 12, right? You know, but they don't, units can buy it, like. It, it was a weird. Um, it was a weird event because they t everything was about this education initiative, and then they right. uh, showed this laptop, which clearly isn't for K twelve, K through yeah. twelve, and but they're aiming it at college students. That was Penos Penes, yeah, like spiel. But it doesn't even seem affordable for a college student. Yeah, like I, it's not what a parent's going to buy for their kid going away to school. I hope well, not. <laughs> maybe because uh, college tuition being what it is now and stuff. You see people carrying Macs that cost the same amount yeah. all, right. all over the place. But they didn't mention this, but you can upgrade to Windows 10 Pro. There's like a store. There'll be a store link. You can go upgrade to Windows 10 Pro. Now yes. that laptop seems worthwhile. Right. Yes. Well, let's let's say <clears throat> that for the, the Windows 10 discussion next. <laughs> um, so wh what do you guys think about this whole promise of... The, the perfect comp what was the word he used it wasn't compromise it was balance or something balance, balance. that's it yeah. so that's something we've been hearing for years and it's a you know it's a perfectly understandable and valid concept do you based on what you're seeing do you think it is the perfect balance of all these elements uh I mean, I think it's very close i think that microsoft has done a great thing in making something that is uh, visually striking, has some interesting new features like the speakers under the keyboard tray. And if you like the fabric, I don't, but some people may like that soft feel and I get it that they want to do that. Uh, the screen looks really nice. Uh, they really touted the keyboard and a lot of issues. One of my issues with a lot of laptops is the keyboard quality. Yep. So if this keyboard is as nice as they say, then that could be good. Um, uh, so I think that... Um, that when you think of this as a Halo laptop that not everyone's going to be able to afford, but everyone can kind of aspire to, that's the value of the Surface laptop. And I'm reading Brad's story on it. Uh, he writes, Peno says the Surface laptop is thinner and lighter than any MacBook, 50% faster than the MacBook Air. Yes. And the Core i5 version is faster than the Core i7 MacBook Pro. Yeah. So that really speaks to this balance idea. Plus the battery life is supposed to beat MacBook yes, Air. and that's probably where they made the biggest compromise is that they built in a lot of extra battery life. You know, they claimed it was going to be 
now I'm trying to remember, 10 hours, 12 I hours? I say like 14 hours. 14, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of battery life. They said, you know, and it, it really shuts itself 5. off when Sorry. you close. Yeah, you can, yeah. like when you shut the lid, it really shuts itself off so that you aren't like leaking battery life over time. So you claimed you could like close it and open it next week and it'd still be running. And that is actually amazing. Uh, what they lost uh, in that, and you lose this with a lot of thin laptops, is connectivity. And so a lot of us were, were truly shocked that this, you know, high-end modern laptop didn't have USB-C, mm-hmm. you know, which has been around now for well over almost two years. Yeah. Like, why isn't it here? And we actually asked Microsoft at the event and they said it was money, but I think it was also they you know, all these things they have to do to fit in the battery plus other issues with implementing USB-C. So. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, this is the Microsoft computer I would want because the book is too big and expensive, crazy expensive, although it's a very powerful computer. Yeah. It does a lot. And the, um, the SP4, you can't bounce it on your lap. And there's just something you know flimsy and very compromised about the keyboard. So um, we posited in one of our articles, can't remember which one, that this could be really the 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 Microsoft hardware that sells like this is not a halo. I mean, it's halo in for a windows 10 S device, but it could be, you know, halo, halo cars typically just don't sell in numbers, Yeah, but yeah. they say good things yeah. about the brand. Exactly. But this, I, I think this could actually sell. I mean, would this be the one you want? Yeah. Jason? I think if, yeah, the, you know, um, this is kind of what I wanted. Like I, you want, I want a surface pro four, but I don't really need to make it a tablet. You know, yeah. I just need, so this is more this is more like a permanently laptop configuration surface pro 4 where they took that advantage to give it extra battery and stuff and that's people love their macbook airs like yeah. that's i mean of all the mac laptops out there there's the video professionals who lug around a pro and then everybody else wants an air so they're they're sort of aiming right at that market yeah. and with a with a better display and longer battery life yeah, and now that Apple's sort of given up on giving you ports, you know, more <laughs> ports, you know, so. Why would you want that? Yeah. Why would you ever need more than one USB-C port on your yeah, laptop? Yeah, as if. Yeah. What do you think, Melissa? <laughs> um, I think it's that they the are aiming right at, is it, is it the one I want? Um, just because of the fabric, no. I always Ooh. think about how am I going to clean this. You want the book. I don't know if I want the book. I mean, Jason spent a ton more time with the Surface Book than I have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a beautiful laptop. It is a little big. Um, uh, so I see that the vendors are struggling with trying to balance performance and size and connectivity and all those stuff. But just the fabric alone, I'm like, no, I'm not even right. going to deal with that. Hmm. Interesting. Adam, what do you think? Do you want it? Uh, me personally? Yeah. No, I, I need more power. <laughs> I need more ports. It's just, yeah. Not for a pro. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, let's, we'll take this opportunity to segue over to Windows 10. Well, actually, we, we do have oh, some really good questions. I missed the queue. I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, there's, there's two of them. Uh, the first one uh, comes in on uh, YouTube from Bryant. He says, a premium laptop with a stripped-down OS, what's the logic? Maybe we should clarify for people that... W- because this is very confusing and maybe we should just end up segueing into windows 10 (laughs) S is that, um, is that, uh, you can probably order this laptop with windows pro if you want to, too. It's not, none of the laptops. Okay. But let's do that. Oh no. I I think they're going to make you upgrade 
Yeah, to, maybe. To the but, 50 bucks. but I think we should say that, yeah. like, while there are these laptops that were trotted out with Windows 10s, and look, they're going to work with Windows 10s, they can all be upgraded. They're not stuck with it. And mm-hmm. uh, as the person who covers Chromebooks, I think it's important to point out that with a Chromebook, you are stuck with what you got. Right. Yeah. So, and Microsoft said, uh, or at least what I read today, is that the upgrade on. Um, on this new laptop, they're not going to charge 49 bucks. So you can go to the store and get a free upgrade to Windows 10 Pro. And if that, people need to get the word out about that, because if I'm spending 1200 bucks or something on a laptop, you better bet so you're right, I'm going to want to run yeah. Win32 apps. So Yeah, I believe it's yeah. if you're still part of the educational institution, it'll be a free upgrade. There was this $49 price floating around, but I think that's for a separate situation. But it sounds like you're saying... Yeah. You read that for the for the Surface laptop, they're not yeah. going to charge fifty for the upgrade. What I had read is, yeah, for Surface laptop, the upgrade will be to Pro is free through this year. Makes sense. Who knows what they'll they do? Should, at they got to do this. that. Yeah. Yeah. You see how confusing yeah. this is. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, yeah. So yeah, this I agree with the the question. The person who asked the questions, what is the point of buying a laptop this fancy and being stuck with store apps and stuff? That would be that would be dumb. So. Definitely get the upgrade. Well, and to the second question, uh, Andre on Facebook uh, is saying this laptop is uh, supposed to take a student through four years of college. So four gigabytes of RAM in 2021 is going to be okay? (laughs) No. Well, a lot of it depends on what they do to Windows 10, you know. Yeah. 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 Get get your eight gigs. No, get the eight gigs. But whether You probably don't need the Core i7. What's that? Honestly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the point, the, my point being, it's like it's still a laptop. Any decision you would make on any laptop for four years, you're still going to have to transfer all those considerations to, to the Surface laptop. Yeah, I think buying the best you can afford yeah, is always a that's good. That's the smart. That's the smart approach. Okay, well, thanks. Uh, and get your questions ready for Windows 10S because we're about to go there. Uh, Melissa, I'll start with you. So describe Windows 10S. What are the limitations we know about? What's what's who's it for and why are they doing this windows 10s is for educational institutions uh and we've been playing around with what the s means because microsoft's had these four things that it means uh i think a really good way to sum this up is to think of it as windows 10 sandbox because Mm -hmm. what it's really for is for it administrators at schools to be able to manage these laptops so that kids don't go off and try and take down the grid during lunch and it's Windows 10 stripped down. These, well, they yeah, have, they, I mean, the, so the stripped down, <laughs> down part is that you can only use apps from the more. Windows Store. And Microsoft's yeah. trying to reassure people by saying, don't worry, Office is coming to the Windows Store. So yeah. let, let me just stop. So yeah. just so everyone at home knows, the four official S signifiers are secure, superior performance, streamlined for simplicity, and the soul of Windows 10. We Wait, have added... They did superior performance as an S. That's an S. How do we make performance into an S? (laughs) Superior performance. Oh, come on. Over here, we added S stands for store because you have to get your stuff at the Windows store. Mm -hmm. The sandbox because it's a closed sandbox. And then what was the other one? Someone said... Strip, strip down. Strip down, yep. 
Uh, and chat, chat's also adding uh, Windows 10 Starter or Windows 10 Schools. It's really, it's really <laughs> for Those schools. Microsoft should be engaging chat quickly. Yeah, it's really for schools. And you have to think about the fact that Microsoft is trying to get back into schools because Chromebooks are kicking their butt there. They have almost half of the market share in the U.S. Uh, Microsoft needs to get back in the game. And so I think, I'm sure the schools went back to them and said, all right, make Windows as easy to manage as Chrome is. And Microsoft's like, uh, okay, I guess we have to do that. And so these are the the limitations they set up yeah. on Windows so to make that you could, 99% of the malware or viruses or whatever that somebody's going to get sticking a USB key or downloading something from you know the internet or something they're all going to be Win32 apps and they just won't run yeah. so it's going to be much harder to get a virus and if you do get something the management features in in Windows 10 make it really easy to like restore your laptop with all of your store apps and, and keep all your data for all those store apps, they all get kind of put into a little, you know, sandbox over here yep. and they basically fresh install windows, reinstall your apps and put your data back. So it's really, it's really a good thing for if that's what your concern is. Yes. Right. And you could create a USB key to quickly deploy the same uh, yes. image to 30 machines, mm -hmm. at, you know, very quickly. Uh, you, we, we've found out over the last 24 hours that you cannot run Chrome. Uh, you basically have to run the edge browser. Yes. Uh, I mean, there is a workaround. So, and you can't, and the default search engine is Bing, Bing. not Google. Horrors. <laughs> yeah. So those, uh, those are all motivations to, um, quickly, if you, for some reason you have this laptop and you're not a K through 12 student, <laughs> you quickly do the $50 upgrade to yeah. proper Windows 10. Yes. And, and it's not really appropriate for enterprise where they care about manageability and security a lot, but they need to run Win32 apps. They're always running old yeah. legacy apps, VPN clients, all kinds of stuff that just you won't find in the Windows yeah. store. I wonder how school kids will feel about not being able to Google something easily. I mean that I think that well, could be a Well you can go to google.com That's in true. the browser yeah. and search. Yeah, but it's not the default just, like yeah. browser search field. I don't think it's going to matter cuz I don't think kids are used to using like the little search down in the lower right of your cor corner of your screen. I think they're used to going to a web browser and typing in. Well, I'm used to going to my URL field and just doing it from there, but yeah. that yeah. wouldn't work because that'll still drop no, you into Bing. I I think, I think once you get into high school you're aware of Google versus Bing. I don't know if this if this was a Reddit thread, but someone, I think it was like a, a Reddit thread of like sh shower thoughts. Like <laughs> I, I have the, the shower thought was I have never used Bing in my life, but I hate it intensely. Yeah, and everyone sort of chimed in and they agreed. It's like that's true. I, there's something about it's it. Not, I just it's not bad. <laughs> it's not, but. but I think once you become aware of the world, you're like I want to Google things, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. What else do we like or not like about uh, Windows 10 S without having even used it? What do we like <laughs> and not like about well, it? Well, Mark Hockman used it at the event. He said it seems to act a lot like Windows. It just restricts you to the store. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm assuming that the school administrators are going to like that they can control the kids and they won't have to... I mean, you mentioned Windows 10 Pro is also, you know, built for manageability and doing all this stuff, but it was probably too much for a lot of these schools to deal with, let alone afford. So Windows 10 S gives them a low cost option. Yep. It's very, it's free. 
And we've already seen like what is it? Dell I think already announced like a cheap laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So laptop, Dell's Latitude Eleven, five hundred dollars. But or something. Dell, HP, Toshiba, Samsung, and a couple others I can't think of. Fujitsu. Uh, and I think it's worth noting that like especially these four major companies, Dell, HP, Acer, Samsung, they all make a ton of Chromebooks already. Mm, so right. they certainly know the competition and they're just playing both sides, which why not? You know, but they're all going for that affordable, easy to manage, durable laptop for kids. Yeah, I think a, a good question for for us at you know PC World is going to be, are, do any of these five or $600 laptops are any of them worth it as a cheap laptop if you pay 50 bucks to get the Windows 10 Pro upgrade? Is this now a pretty good, you know, $600 laptop? Yeah, yeah the Dell Latitude 11, uh, which Mark did a hands-on for, is 299 It comes with a Celeron processor and I think four gigabytes of RAM. And, you know, it's. I looked at the specs, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot like the Latitude 11 Chromebook that Dell mm-hmm. also sells. You know, right. it's just a low-end, small, portable laptop and they put a lot of plastic in it so that it probably won't break. They were actually dropping these laptops at the event, you know, two, two or three feet onto the carpet repeatedly. <laughs> Not the surface, though, right? <laughs> uh, to show people how durable it was. Well, looks like we got a question from the internet audience. What do we got, Adam? Yeah, uh, over on Facebook, uh, Louis is asking, um, what's the upgrade from, or what's the point of upgrading from Windows 10 S to Windows 10 Pro if the laptop, uh, the entry level only has 64 gigs of storage. You could be hurting. I don't That's know. That's a very good question. I don't know what the footprint dis- difference is between the two. So that could have an impact. You could lose some storage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is a, these are mostly low end laptops other than the surface laptop, all the other hardware introduced yesterday was definitely low end. Well, I think the, the point being, is like for the super low end laptops, they really are just intended for schools Yeah, where you're yeah. not, the kid's not installing any apps or the yeah. teacher might have something installed, but you know, it's but honestly it's, somebody like my parents, like yeah. the same kind of people who you were pitching Chromebooks to, yep. but outside of schools mm-hmm. would be fine with 64 gigs of storage. I mean, they're not, they're not eating up a ton of right. data with videos or anything. And remember, wasn't this a once like uh, thought to be called Windows 10 Cloud, right? Yes. So that yeah. sort of explains it. Yeah. Person yeah. on sure. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing. You're not installing anything really. Uh, also, somebody added in chat. Uh, the S might stand for shut in. <laughs> That's a good one. They shouldn't have picked the letter S because there are too many words. Yeah. Yeah. Windows 10 E. <laughs> for education or, or something. Q or yeah, something. And easy. And I don't know. Well, let's stick with the S theme. We're going to talk about the Galaxy S8 uh, new flagship phone. It's getting crazy positive reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even, I mean, it's been out a while. We haven't talked about it on the show since it's been out. So uh, what is there to share, Jason? Do you want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, your experience? We've, well, we've already, you know, here's the, here it is in a case. We already have, um, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, so people have seen the reviews. We've had tips, articles, stuff like that. Uh, we could talk about some of the things Samsung does that still annoy us. I know you yes. were annoyed by a few of the things. Go, go for it. Still on the phone. Yeah. What's what? what um, let's just have a, a um, 
a complaint fest. Yeah. (laughs) Even though, even though we gave it the best score we could give a phone, we'd never give it a phone of five. So it got, I think we have given it a phone of five in the past, but it's tough. Okay. Um, So what do you, I I think the fingerprint scanner location killed the five. That's what there's, Mm -hmm. there's no way we could give a five when the fingerprint scanners. So badly placed. Um, I mean, yeah, bearing in mind, overall, we love the phone. No phone is perfect, and there's still some annoyances, some things Samsung does that's like, why do you do this? Um, and one of the things that I always hated about Samsung phones was that they flipped the back button and the recent apps button. Yeah. And at least point. now that they're on screen, there is a setting in the settings where you can flip it back the normal way. Yeah. You can reverse them, which is putting them the way everybody else in the world has them. <laughs> so that's good. But they still do things like I mean, there's a million Samsung Samsung apps that are the same thing as other apps as like Google apps. And they're not as good. They're at best just as good. And then why do you have them as well? Like there's, they, they don't need to have a browser. They don't need to have a texting app. <laughs> they don't need to have their own store and just a million things, their own health app, their own. And there's, it's, it's all very, uh, it's all geared. The ergonomics are geared to right, right-handed people. That's another issue. Which as it. a lefty, I'm already yeah. saying like, no. Yeah. The edge screens, just as they have been on every phone that has the edge display stuff, it only comes in off the right side. So that's just very useful if you're right-handed. And now where they put the fingerprint sensor, yeah. that's just ridiculous if you've got a left hand. Yeah. You know. One of the things I don't like about it is just the basically, I mean, Samsung's going to hate this, but. Uh, going from the Pixel XL to the GS8 Plus, I just like the 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 look and feel of the Pixel of the Google experience more. Yeah. Like it comes down. I mean, I, I complained about the way the Samsung's weather widget looks. <laughs> I mean, it's, it should be a small thing, but I really like the Pixel XL, the Google weather widget, and I don't yeah. like I it. I miss my little frog that that, yeah. on the thing when you open the, up the, every, the text is too small, and it's like it's, yeah, so I don't I don't like that. Um, the, yeah, all the, the bloat. I mean, that's I a resizable it. widget. You can yeah. fool with it and stuff, but yeah. yeah. It just I doesn't agree. look as, as classy. And I actually think the Pixel XL has uh, fewer hiccups. I mean, the the f- for having an eight Samsung eight, uh, Qualcomm A35 in it, you would think it would be the fastest, most, you know, hiccup-free OS experience in the world, but it's not. Right. Compared uh, to Pixel. I mean, kind of like every, every phone outside of a Pixel is like this uh, to some degree. It's like it's there's little... No matter how fast it is, most of the time there's little hitches or yeah. inconsistencies. Like this app loaded really fast, but this time it doesn't load really fast. I don't know why. You know, and and Samsung's phones are notorious for that. And it's present. It's not a huge deal. Yeah. It's not a big, but you know, that's that's the one thing the Pixel does better is like regardless of what the benchmarks show, which benchmarks are just running this one task, you know, as fast as it can. Uh, the feeling of speed from the Pixel is just that consistent you know, instant response. Mm-hmm. And that's, and nobody's been able to match that, you know, from any manufacturer. Um, Adam, you've been using it too. So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I, the biggest thing for me is that when they switch to all the, the curve screen, the front and back on the, the note seven, I didn't like that. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I might get it anyway before it, it blew up and then I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on this one, now that there's even no option of a flat front, like, 
I, I don't like that. I personally like the design is beautiful and I, and I love the engineering of it, but the actual look of it, uh, like I don't like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's, it's like a dainty thing that if I accidentally drop, it's just going to shatter where, you know, something like the V20, sure. It looked like a tank, but you know, I felt like, oh, it could, it, it could take some, uh, some beating. So I, I have the same reaction. I feel like I don't want to be touching my, the screen that way. I always feel like I'm actually touching the screen when I'm hitting those curved bezels where I sort yeah. of want bezel there. Um, what about, have we, are, are the, are video tests public yet or, uh, the, the camera tests are not public, but I, I'm currently editing it. Uh, uh, so, you know, I don't know if we want to spoil anything here or not, but yeah, it's I, up to you. I, you know, uh, spoil I, I will definitely say, you know, we put it up against, uh, our, our current, uh, smartphone camera King, which is the LG G6. Uh, and, uh, it did not, it did not win. I'll, I'll say that, but it got pretty damn close. I, you know, I, I, last year when we put the, you know, the V20 versus the Pixel, uh, the iPhone and the S7, the S7 was coming in like fourth place, you know, sometimes third place, but yeah. you know, the, the processing on that is just, they, they took way too many liberties to over sharpen, over saturate, over, you know, uh, process it, but they, they've definitely stepped back with this one. They, they've definitely made some good changes in, in ways that I'm, I'm happy with it. So yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot of you'll see a lot of reviews say it's the same camera, but it's not. It's the same mm -hmm. megapixels, but there is a new sensor. There's new optics and new software, new uh, image processing software. Yeah, and there's there, you know so there's a fair number of changes. It's just it's the same number of megapixels, and they made a big upgrade to the front camera. So if yeah. you're taking a lot of selfies. Now the front camera has OIS. It's eight megapixels. It's got autofocus, which is really fast, um, and a lot of front cameras don't have that. So we also, don't really do a lot of like like Adam's tests aren't going to like go into the front camera a whole lot or anything. But the, it's a big front camera upgrade over past Samsung phones. Yeah, and and I think you know what triggered people was that they didn't really mention it a ton in the keynote. Uh, you know, they were just like, oh hey, you know, you know, upgraded camera, whatever, move on. Usually they spend a lot of time yeah. with it, so. Uh, I think they could have easily given it more time. It, it definitely warrants it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the upgrades for sure. So, yeah. Know. Are you going to get one? Uh, I'm going to wait this fall to see whatever the new note is and mm. the, maybe the V30. Cause I, I definitely like, you know, the uh, even more pro features. Uh, but right. it, I mean, if it's, if it's essentially just, you know, uh, an S eight with a pen, I, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, I love Samsung. I really do. But, but so working here almost made you is <laughs> almost about to make you an LG convert. It is. Huh. It is. I really like the V20 and I like the G six. I don't know something about, uh, being able to add the, uh, the notification shade button on the yeah. uh, the bottom is <laughs> it's, it's got some weird tweaks. I, I like this new thing with the the tall narrow aspect ratio. Oh yeah, this is basically two to one aspect ratio with small bezels that the G6 and the S8 do. I yeah. think this is going to be the new aspect ratio for phones. It just makes more sense for phone content for fitting in your hand in your pocket. Yep, it's it's better than sixteen by nine in that way. And and you know, so if you're thinking about you know, buying one of these or, or holding off, you know, if you're doing Adam's thing, what is going to come out this fall? I'm really curious to see if the next pixel yeah. uses this screen mm. aspect, because if it's a 16 by nine phone and it's big and hard to hold and stuff, it's just instantly going to feel 
old to me, you know, yeah. and I feel like this is a last year phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's see what people on, uh, Facebook and YouTube have to ask us or tell us. Yeah. Another great uh, question from Andre, uh, saying, do you think the S eight launch is why the iPhone dropped in sales this quarter for Apple? No, uh, the iPhone sales dropped because everyone's anticipating the next iPhone, not, not the S eight. Uh, there could be a little bit of leakage there, maybe 1% or 2% of converts, but I would have to say no, but other people might have other opinions. No, I, I would agree with that. I think the last iPhone launch wasn't as exciting as people hoped it would be. And so you're kind of going from not quite as much excitement and then tailing off because it's like, well, the iPhone 8, I, I know I'm waiting for the iPhone 8. Yeah, right. I think. And rumors. I'm hearing a lot of. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, just the number of rumors about the next iPhone, and having augmented reality um, uh, features in it, and just you know, there's so much speculation about what it could be. People are, and again, with what you just said, that's all true. People are taking all that and thinking, I could wait one more cycle. Yeah, I think uh, you know we've been hearing for some time about how Apple's kind of lost its hardware innovation and. The iPhone 7 and 7 Plus really start, it's really starting to look that way. And yep. I think a lot of people are looking at uh, the, not just the Galaxy S8, but just other Android phones that they have OLED displays, they're thinner, they have less bezel, they have better, you know, cameras outside of the dual camera thing they're doing. I mean, if you hold an iPhone 7 or 7 Plus up, it, it looks absurd how much bezel there is. It looks like a four-year-old phone. Like what is going on with even not even compared to like something like that LG G6 or the Galaxy S8, but even just the Google Pixel or something, even the Pixel SL, which has like a lot of bezel, yep. is nowhere near like this monster on an iPhone 7 Plus that doesn't have that big a display, doesn't have that high resolution display. They're not doing 2K displays. They're not doing OLED. They're not doing all this stuff. So, and they dumped the headphone jack. Which yeah, pissed some people off. People yeah, and when you so, think about how big the iPhone 6 announcement was versus yeah. iPhone 7, I mean that's all you need to say. Yeah. So I think I think if the if the sales are down this past, you know, quarter or whatever, I think it's some of it's just that like Apple hasn't made that next hardware leap that they really need to make and it's kind of disappointing. You know, all, kind of all they did was like waterproofing. <laughs> and it's like good, but they have portrait mode. Everyone's excited about that. Uh, I'm being facetious. <laughs> I mean, we are excited, but it's not enough. But only on the big one. Yeah, only so on the big that, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's wraps it up for the, the, the first three segments. We're going to jump into right or wrong. There's only two ways to answer this question, either with a right or a wrong. Gordon's not here, so we'll probably get some straight answers. Um, this, this one's going to be about Twitter. So Twitter just announced a deal for more live programming. They already have Thursday Night Football, um, and we like it via Brad Charcos. He did a, some coverage of it, and he really likes what they're doing there. Uh, but they announced 12 new live content deals uh, with, I'm just going to read some of these, the WNBA so that's not a very popular sports league, but hopefully maybe Twitter can make it more popular. BuzzFeed, Bloomberg News, The Verge, Live Nation. Um, so, hey, you're watching live video now. We're creating live video. We, we, we're into live video. Um, but it really seems like Twitter is wants to be the one of the big boys of um, a video, needs a video plan. So this is my question, right or wrong? And I'm going to go to Jason first. 
and I'm going to include Facebook in the question. So right or wrong, Jason, within five years, Twitter and Facebook will be competing with HBO, Netflix, and Amazon for content programming deals. The big ones like the next Sopranos or Game of Thrones. Uh, right. I think um, they'll have different things, but I think Netflix has been uh, consistently a sort of ahead of the game in recognizing what needs to be done in the future. And they started recognizing several years ago that just being a place where they license all this other stuff and you can stream it all isn't good enough. They, they need their own shows that make you go like, I got to watch that because and that's on Netflix, you know, uh, and they're doing a really great job with that. And we're going to see, you know, Facebook is not going to be the go-to place to watch the video you can see everywhere else. So they're going to need a video you can only see on Facebook. And Twitter's got an interesting play in that uh, Twitter, I think, really wants to be a place where what's hot and new is discussed. Like it's it's almost kind of a place where news breaks as compared to Facebook or something. Sure. Uh, so I think they're going to really go after sort of live event coverage and and news. And that seems to be what all these current deals are, are about. But then, you know, it would not surprise me at all if they had their own exclusive daily news show in a couple of years right. that they were producing or, or news station channel, so, essentially. So maybe not, certainly nothing with the production values of Game of Thrones, but what do you think? So I, that was the wrong example, but could they, could they be doing something, uh, less expensive? Like, uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> they're all sort of expensive. I'm thinking <laughs> they're anyway, all expensive. Yeah. I could see, I could see Twitter basically doing its own version of a 24 hour news channel. Okay. Um, that is, is exclusive. And I would see Facebook doing something like a reality TV show that is only on Facebook. Okay. Um, but yes, exclusive, exclusive content that you can only get there, I think is going to be the way all these streaming video plays end up going because commoditized video is just, there's no way to ever make money on that and get the eyeballs you need. So, um, Melissa, I'll ask you right or wrong, right or wrong within five years, Twitter and Facebook will be competing with HBO, Netflix, and Amazon for content programming deals. A la, let's say orange is the new black. <laughs> I'm going to say wrong. Okay. Um, I think that Twitter has a bunch of challenges ahead of it if it wants to do this. I understand why they would want to. But um, I think that their platform is really designed for people who just are going like this and reacting quickly to things. Uh, and so I think doing original content, as you, as you posed, um, would not work unless it were something like a 24-hour news show, like Jason said. And so I will say that that would be an exception. I think Twitter does have um, some potential as like a on-the-minute news thing. But, oh, my God, I mean, in order to do that, they'd actually have to have a news organization. They could do it. I mean, I don't know where they're going to get the money. Yeah, well, you know, Katie Couric may be looking for a job soon. So um, she's at Yahoo for some Ooh, reason Yahoo still. Um, yeah. But I also think... pick up Bill O'Reilly. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, but I also think that, as I said, they're, they're so late to the game. I mean, there are companies like Netflix and Amazon who are already, you know, just barreling ahead with original content and have the money and the capital to do that. Twitter has audience issues already. Maybe they're trying to build it by bringing in these, you know, live sports things and, and, uh, you know, 
taking on, you know, the, it's not like they snatched a big show from someone else. They're taking shows that I think you could argue, you know, we're looking for a place to go and Twitter offered something to them. Yeah. So uh, I think the wrong to me comes from the fact that Twitter's kind of late, has some challenges as far as audience and, um, you know, just sort of playing how they're going to do this. But but I do agree that if you want to be a platform in five years, you're going to want to have video as part of the mix. I'm going to say wrong because I'm going to honor this, the, the specifics of my question. And I don't think they're ever going to move into the orange is the new black, like true dramatic or comedic no. original content programming in five years. Maybe they could do it in <laughs> 10 years, but not in five years. But I do agree with both of you that, yeah, they're going to play to their strengths that, uh, you know, make this about live TV, something that's happening in the moment where people are already discussing it on Twitter and trying to give that two screen experience on Instead of two screens, two two columns. I don't know. That's another question. How are yeah. they? How are you going to watch your Twitter video and also watch the Twitter well, feed they around they it? Have to just introduce a new kind of this, They'll probably yeah. do the same kind of thing as Periscope, where you kind of like as you go, and it provides a stream of. But yeah, they're going to have to. There's going to have to be a, a UI that allows you yeah. to get yeah. like a big, big video window. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it looks like. Uh, None of our viewers have any opinions about that, so we're going to leave it at that. Uh, but everyone, check out Twitter. <laughs> and go yeah, to, clearly, everyone's really concerned about Twitter's video future. At PC World and at a Greenbot, a Greenbot, at a Greenbot. Those are the Twitter feeds. And uh, we'll leave it at that. But hey, I want to thank uh, Melissa and Jason for being on this week's PC World show. It was great. Uh, thanks to Adam for running board. Thanks to everyone who's watched this on the live versions of the show. I'm John Phillips, and be back next time for the next edition of the PC World Show. Bye.